You're listening to NBS Cast with your hosts, Rachel and Tommy. Welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today I'm really excited. We have a special guest on. One note that I will say up top is I am flying solo again for this episode, so no co-host. We miss Tommy, but don't worry, he'll be back soon. Uh, but today, we get to talk about something a little bit different on the show, and I'm really excited for our guest to talk about this topic. So first of all, I would love for our guest, Rick, to say hi. Hello, everyone. All right. Thanks, Rick. We're really excited that you're here today, and we're going to get into what you're going to be talking about here in just a second. But before we do that, I want to get to know you a little bit better. If you can introduce yourself, so tell us your full name, your current job title or role here at Nelnet, and how long you've been with the company, that would be great. Yeah, sure thing. Hello, I'm Rick Rottenberg. I am Nelnet's wellness program manager. Um, I have been at Nelnet. I'm actually coming up on my 21st anniversary here at the end of November. So it seems really crazy, but it seems like yesterday that I started here. So um, <laughs> so many great opportunities have, have come my way, and I got the opportunity to take over the wellness program about 10, 10 years ago or so. Um, I graduated with an exercise science and wellness degree from Wayne State way back when, um, right before I started with Nelnet, actually. So uh, it's been a great ride. Um, but yeah, happy to be in my position today, and, and I really enjoy it every day's a little different. I'm never doing the same thing over and over, which is really great. Yeah, sure does. In 21 years, that's amazing, Rick. So when you first started with the company, you said you had the opportunity to take over the wellness team about 10 years ago. What were you doing prior to that here at Nelnet? Yeah, so actually just kind of joined Nelnet on a whim when I graduated with my degree uh, back back then. Um, you know, corporate wellness was really just a, a blimp on the radar. It's nowhere where it has come and, and evolved to where it's at today. But um, started with our loan consolidation um, processing area. That's when Nelnet was really big into that uh, industry. And so we did a lot of loan consolidations where associates or or I should say customers had loans at different organizations or with different vendors. And, and we would take those applications and we would cons- consolidate those loans, kind of like you would see with a credit card uh, today where you're, you're kind of combining your um, high interest credit cards into one uh, simple payment. So we were doing that, um, did that for several years. And then had a small stint in the um, solution center where I was the uh, assistant supervisor with our escalations team on the solution center team. So taking calls, putting together communications, emails, templates, and things like that to respond to customers' inquiries uh, and escalations. And then I um, spent a few years with our client services team um, dealing with our or um, working with our external vendors um, on their portfolios, answering questions related to their services with Nelnet and, and how we manage their loans. So, and then from there, took over the, the wellness program. Yeah. Talk about that transition then. How did you get the opportunity to take over that wellness program? Yeah. So it wasn't something that I, you know, invented or came up with, you know, thankfully that we had a, a really strong culture of wellness already um, that was managed by a different individual. They took on a different position. And so just kind of with my passion and my experience, um, got the opportunity, applied for it. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, I, I joined these, um, not necessarily podcasts, but a lot of new hire associate uh, engagement opportunities where I tell associates, there's so many opportunities uh, when you get your foot in the door at Nelnet. So maybe you're not in your dream job right now, but um, believe me, there's there's a, a wide variety of things that are available. Uh, so just keep your eye out for this kind of things. But yeah, I got the opportunity to apply for the, the wellness position when that opened up. And um, like I said, we had a really well-established program before that, but I've kind of made it a, a you know, taking it on myself personally to kind of continue to evolve the program, offer new programs and relevant things that are uh, important for our associates to take advantage of. So 
it's been a, a really wild ride, but I really, really enjoy what I, what I do every single day. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been here for 16 years and I've definitely seen the wellness program just continuously get revamped and improved and different platforms. And there's so many different things that go into consideration. I know when you're trying to produce a well-rounded wellness program. So I've appreciated a lot of the improvements that I've seen over the course of my career here too. So you're doing a great job and so is your team. Well, thank you. So I want to talk a little bit more about you before we get into why you're here. So can you tell us a little bit about your family and what that looks like? I have got um, a, a few kiddos. I've got three, uh, a, a sophomore that's in high school, our son Colby. Um, we've got a daughter named Shayla. She's our eighth grader. And then we've got a daughter, um, Adeline, that is a fourth grader. So um, my wife and I've been married for, she uh, should have thought about this earlier, 15 <laughs> years. So going on 16 years. So uh, put me on the spot. But um, so we've we've got those three kiddos and they're really, really busy with all sorts of activities. We live in a small community. And so um, right outside of Lincoln uh, is, is home. So it's, it's Pleasantdale. It's a village of 250 people, but um, go to school in Milford. And so that, you know, lends itself to a lot of different opportunities for our kiddos to participate in a lot of different sports and extracurricular things like band and, and FCA. And so they really get involved with all of those things, which um, is really fun for us and really rewarding to see you know, them succeed on the court and with these extracurricular activities that they do um, take part in. So I'm mm -hmm. um, really busy. We've got a dog named Champ that also keeps us busy that we take for walks and get outside with and enjoy, you know, that nice weather. But um, we're a family on the go um, all the time. So I think today's, <laughs> today's topic that we're talking about is going to be really relevant. Yeah. Again, really excited to get there. But before we do that, this question kind of runs nicely into the topic we're going to discuss too. But what are some of the things that you enjoyed during your free or your downtime with your family? Yeah, so we, we do try to take advantage of that. Believe me, there's with three kids on the go, there's not there's not a lot. But <laughs> I'm sure. um, it's, it's, you know, family suppers. It's, it's taking that time, you know, just to kind of relax and unwind together. Um, we all enjoy sports, so it might be going to a sporting event if we're not actually currently participating in one or watching one of our kids do it. But um, love those Husker sports. My wife actually played volleyball and basketball in Nebraska, so we're mm. we're big fans of the Husker, um, you know, athletic teams. We'll we'll get to some games and and take those in. Um, got lots of nieces and nephews, and so we spend time with family. Um, try to get home when we can um, to see to see them and spend some time there. Um, yeah, our downtime is, is kind of spending time outside. We really enjoy that stuff if we're not, you know, at a sporting event or, or running around a little bit. Um, I'm just kind of taking time, you know, with each other to enjoy enjoy that time. So the reason I said that's a really good question for our topic today is because we're talking about work-life balance, which is so important. Rick, I would love for you to talk about why work-life balance is so important. And additionally, with the time of year we're in, do you feel like it's more important during this holiday season or less important? And why would you say that? You know, with the holiday season upon us, um, I think there's more and more stress, anxiety, all those things related to, you know, having a fun holiday, living, keeping those traditions alive, spending that time with family. I think it becomes really important that we mm. are working on our, our health and our, our well, our well-being and, and that work-life balance. So with Nelnet's Wellness Program, I'm really, you know, happy to offer really four different elements of well-being. So we talk about physical. I mean, that seems obvious when you talk about a wellness program, but we've got different components too, like our professional development, um, personal development. That's what we're going to talk a lot about today with our, our work-life balance and well-being mm -hmm. and then financial elements to that. So really, if you're not taking that time professionally or, or sorry, personally to, to incorporate that balance into your day, you can't be as strong physically. You can't be as strong financially. All of those elements really go core, are, are a core component to um, you know, that success you're going to have with your work-life balance and 
um, being physically fit and financially stable and, and growing in your profession. So um, we got those four different elements. Today, we're going to talk a lot more about that personal, those personal attributes related to work-life balance. But um, I think just, you know, the holidays can, can become a blur, honestly. You've got so much, you know, kind of compounded in one part of the year towards the end of the year. And so I think work-life balance is, is definitely um, more of a highlight or more of a focus during the time of year or, or it really should be. And I think it's important to set boundaries um, when it comes to this time of year um, and making sure that you're taking care of yourself first. I totally agree with you. And I, I want to get more into that here in just a second. But when we're talking about this concept of work-life balance, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, you're you're taking time um, for yourself. There's so much that we try to accomplish. We're in a daily grind. Um, you know, I'm not the only one that's got three kids doing all sorts mm. of sports and activities. We all have our different things, whether you've got kids or pets or family or friends, you're you're trying to make everyone happy all of the time. And I think it's important for us as individuals uh, to be our best self is to be able to say no to things, to be able to mm. put um, things on our calendar that are just me time. Um, away from everyone else, if that's the best thing for you. Some people get fueled by having family and friends around um, and some people don't. So I think it's really just important to know um, what what makes you tick, what helps you achieve that work-life balance. But I think it's just, um, everyone's a little bit different in that aspect, but mm. um, I think it's just important to take that time for yourself uh, and ensure you're doing that and taking care of yourself um, mm -hmm. really first. And then, um, and then that lends itself to being able to help others and um, help them achieve their work-life balance or the different things that they are important to them. So um, I think that's really the most key component is really taking care of yourself and recognizing that you need to do that. And not just trying to to shove it away and power Absolutely. through. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Which is kind of our, our default method or default mode, right? You just want to push right. through and get it done and then you'll deal with the fallout later, which yep. sometimes is not really good for you. So exactly. can you give us a few examples of how you approach maintaining your work-life balance during the holiday season, Rick? Yeah, I think, you know, especially as we approach the holiday season, I think, you know, Christmas coming up, Thanksgiving coming up, those aren't surprises. Those are things that are on the calendar all year round, right? So <laughs> it's not something that's going to jump up and, and surprise you. So I think just having those conversations early with your leader, early with your team, establishing those expectations. Um, you know, if, if you're someone that appreciates time off over the holidays, um, have those conversations really early in the year so that you are planned, you know, your team can forecast around what, um, you know, activities look like year over year. So hopefully that you're able to um, identify where those needs are. And so having those conversations early in the year um, about what your expectations are around the holidays is going to help not only you kind of be successful in attaining that time off, um, but your team as well, and then preparing for that time off. So you're not, you know, again, surprising your team by being out um, unexpectedly, if that's if that's something that you desire and your team has the bandwidth to do something like that, um, you can plan for that and prepare, you know, ahead of time. Um, so just having those conversations early in the year, um, planning and communicating effectively with your colleagues so that they can manage their time as well. And you're not setting someone else up for, for failure as well. So you're really kind of effectively managing your team and those expectations early and what can, what can be coming up. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. And you know, kind of thinking about some of those things and starting to plan ahead. What are some of the challenges that both associates and leaders face when they're trying to work on work-life balance, especially kind of during this time of year? Yeah. So, I mean, now that's not unique in this aspect. All, all sorts of companies have a lot of, you know, high workloads. Things are, you know, the year is coming to a close. There's lots of year-end deadlines, you know, leading up to this, the holiday season, and then just the 
the new year. So, you know, associates feel that pressure to complete tasks. You know, leaders are feeling that pressure to get things done. Um, and so, you know, sometimes that guilt and that overcommitment can stem with us feeling guilty about taking that time off or saying right. no to their holiday plans and leading to stress. So I think, again, just balancing that family time and social obligations during the holidays. Um, you know what, with that effective communication, I think there's just um, mm -hmm. that really lends itself to everyone being more successful around the holidays and being able to wrap that year, um, you know, with a bow on it, making sure that everything is kind of in order. And we've we've considered all those circumstances that may um, come up and, and we, we've got a plan in place to deal with those. I definitely agree. And, you know, you said something a little earlier that I want to revisit here. You, you talked about the importance of setting boundaries. And then also just recently, in the last few seconds, you also talked about guilt. So mm -hmm. I know it, that can be hard to manage and setting boundaries can help with that. So what are a couple of recommendations you have for setting boundaries between your work and your personal life, especially when, you know, a lot of teams or a lot of associates are kind of experiencing a high demand on their work time during this season? What do you mm -hmm. recommend for setting those good boundaries? Yeah, I think it's I think it's really easy to overcommit to things. Um, you want to make everyone happy. I think mm -hmm. the just in general, we need to be able to. Um, establish our priorities and make sure that we are in line with what, you know, the business needs, you, the, our leaders need, and having those conversations, just that open and honest communication with your manager um, about your workload, about being able to say no to things if you've already got a, a lot on your plate. Um, you know, if there's some things that need to change when it comes to workload, and that might be something that's a, a bigger issue that we might need to address. Maybe it's a, a staff shortage. Maybe there's um, different things that are going on. I think it's also important to just put some time on your calendar, block out um, sections of your calendar where you can say, this is really my time to catch up on emails or to catch up on, mm. um, you know, other various priorities and make sure that we're tackling those things. And we've got the time to tackle those things based on um, just kind of blocking out that time, like I said, and, and um, giving yourself um, that luxury of just having, you know, some quiet time, um, establish those, um, that time away where you can just focus on those things that you might not always have a chance to because of those competing priorities. Focusing on the importance of a routine, do you feel like that helps when it comes to maintaining and promoting good work-life balance? Or do you feel like it's more of a, you have to adjust constantly to feel like you are in a good place with balancing work and life? What's your thoughts on that? You know, everyone again, kind of um, handles it a little bit differently. Like, um, my, I mean, myself personally, like every day, like I said, kind of in, in the intro is, is different for me. And so I don't really have a routine. There's obviously some different tasks that need to be completed, you know, monthly, quarterly and things that come up, but um, some people really do need that routine. So it really depends on what, what makes you tick and what makes you um, be successful. I think you got to kind of know what, what works well for you and what, and what doesn't. So a little bit different for each person, but um, I think people do need to try to recognize that what's helping them, what's you know, helping them be successful, what's not, and um, trying to identify that. Maybe even with their with their leaders, maybe having those conversations with their leaders about routine or what helps them be successful. So just trying to identify those things, I think, will help a lot. You know, sometimes it takes a while to find out what works for you, and sometimes you find something right away. So I mm -hmm. think persistence is also important when it comes to figuring out what that looks like for you. Trying things that doesn't work, trying something else, or giving something a decent amount of time to see if it works for you. It, it, again, like you said, different for every person, but want to make sure people don't feel like a failure if they try something and it doesn't work for them. Just yeah. Try it again, try it a different yep. way, or try something totally different. Exactly. So, Rick, I would also love to know, when we're talking about work-life balance, is there any 
technology or any tool that you find very helpful for helping you maintain this, again, especially during this season? Or are you more of a manual process kind of person? There is so much technology today. And I think that can be, you know, part of the problem. We can't really mm -hmm. disconnect or shut things off. And so, uh, you know, excuse me, recommendation for folks would be to to disconnect from work. You know, a lot of us work on a hybrid, in a hybrid environment today. And so we're never fully disconnected from work because we might see our computer sitting on our desk when we're at home and we might feel like I can get that one last email out or I can do one more thing. And I think I think it's important to set boundaries on your workday. And once that workday is over, you forget about it. You shut off your notifications. If, you, if, you're at, if you've got the capacity um, to do so, I think it's important to um, just have that quiet time where you can disconnect. But I mean, there's a lot of technology too when it comes to managing our work-life balance. There's apps like Calm. Um, we've got some coaching available through Virgin Pulse where we can um, really work with a, a coach that's going to kind of come up with a personalized plan for us. That's all free for all of our associates here at Nelnet. And they've got some ability to coach through the platform, either on the app or with the phone. But just identifying those those resources that we have internal to Nelnet that we've got available to our associates, I think is really important too. And we've got a bunch. Um, we offer some mindfulness sessions a couple of days a week that people can mm -hmm. really um, take the time to refuel and refresh um, there's one offered on Monday mornings. It's really, it's really great for me because I know going into that busy week, I've got that time to kind of refresh before I, I take on the, the busy week. Um, there's another one on Wednesday mornings where you can kind of, again, refuel for the rest of the week. And, and so we've got a bunch of different programs and resources we offer here at Nelnet. Our EAP program, again, is another one of those things where um, we've got um, opportunities to, to talk to you know, a counselor for having issues with dealing with stress and anxiety, especially around the holidays or some really relevant stuff that's available. So I think there's there's solutions for people. They just got to kind of seek it out. And like I said, our wellness program's got a bunch of those. So visiting our wellness um, SharePoint site or our ServiceNow page, um, you're going to hopefully find some of those things that are meaningful for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do have a lot of great resources here as a company. And it's great to get those reminders because sometimes, you know, you have your head down and you're working through mm -hmm. things, you're getting your tasks done, and you forget that there's all these great things available to you as an associate here that you can take advantage of to help you in these different areas. So thanks for sharing some of those different things. I would love to know, Rick, do you have any experience in a failure or a lesson learned while you've been trying to figure out what work-life balance looks like for you. Uh, do you have a story that you can share or maybe even just some kind of bullet points or high points about a time where you felt like, man, I just did not manage that well. And here's what I learned from it. That's difficult. I feel like I, mm -hmm. even myself as a, as the wellness manager, I still have some shortcomings when it comes to, you know, work-life balance. Again, I've, I've alluded mm -hmm. to our busy schedule with kids. I, I tend to take on um, a lot of things at the same time, I'm juggling several balls in the air at any given time. But I think more so than ever, I've really recognized that I do need to take that time for myself. Um, I I really try to stay away from the Teams channel when I'm, you know, off duty or I'm not at work um, during the week. <laughs> That's but so hard. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So I, I do feel like I do a fairly good job of that, um, kind of staying disconnected if I can. Um you know, in the evenings and on the weekends, I know with, with the position, there are certain times of the year that are busier than others. But, you know, with, with being in the position, as long as I have, I, I kind of I can forecast that and, and understand, you know, we're in, we're in our open enrollment period right now. And that's traditionally a pretty busy time of year for us. So we, we really ramped up and we, and we prepared for that. And so um, I think just, just knowing kind of, again, 
we talked about everyone being a little bit different. I think when I've got a lot of things going on, I think that's actually good for me. Um, I kind of strive on that, but um, that's not for everyone. So I'm still, just to be completely honest, I'm still kind of working on learning um, mm -hmm. how to balance all of the, the kids' activities and work um, and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm I'm getting a pretty good handle on it these days. Well, it's a constant work in progress, right? Because you're you're never really yep. in the same season of your life throughout the yep. course of your career. There's times that change. Like right now, you're busy with lots of kid things with school and extracurricular activities, but you didn't experience that early on in your career and you won't experience that later in your career. But there's other demands on your personal time. So I I think it's important to shift with the season of your life and try to adapt and again ask yourself what works, what doesn't work for me right now, mm -hmm. bearing in mind that hey, while it's not working right now, it might work in the future or vice versa. So so Rick, let's talk about long-term benefits for trying to get good work-life balance. What are some of those things that you see that benefit you or just in general, what are the benefits of maintaining that healthy work-life balance? Yeah, well, I think, like I mentioned earlier with our, our four different elements, I think they've all really got to be cohesive and in line with each other. But I think first and foremost, like you're going to feel improved physical, like physical and mental health. I think those are things that go hand in hand when it comes to dealing with your work-life balance and and staying in line with that. Most people with they've got great work-life balance are experiencing higher productivity and job satisfaction. So, um, you know, with Nelnet being a performance-based organization, if you are, you know, a higher performer, you're going to be rewarded with that. So I think um, that's an important component of that. Again, our, our personal growth and, and learning is something that's is, is key for us at Nelnet and we continue to learn. And again, there's so many opportunities here to learn and grow. And I think that's an important component. We see reduced absenteeism. So people that are well-rounded and have great work-life balance and are physically fit and are, you know, taking advantage of um, all the different programs that we offer, um, they're engaged and they're staying at Nelnet. They're, they're not leaving. They've got overall better job satisfaction. Um, you know, they're not sick. They're using that ETO for times when they want to, um, you know, have a fun day with their family or, um, you know, experience something rather than, you know, being out sick using that ETO. So that's really what it's for. We really encourage people to build up that ETO. You know, it's a, it's a fine balance. So build it up so you can use it for things that are beneficial to you. And and I think all of those things kind of go hand in hand, but it's it's there for a reason. So use it for that mental health and that breakdown if you need it, but um, also save it if you got the capacity to do so. so. I would also love to know, Rick, you were kind of talking about again, some of the things that help you disconnect and, you know, walking away from your computer is one thing and trying to stay away from the team's channels is another thing, but we're in the thick of the holiday season right now. So what are some specific holiday traditions or practices that you and your family do together that helps you fully disconnect from that work and just enjoy the holiday season? Family time is really important to me. So I try to spend, um, you know, we've, we've, grew up with with traditions at home you know our, our our immediate family with brothers and sisters and now i'm trying to establish those same kind of traditions with with my family as they grow and so that means going to church on christmas eve that means the attending their their church programs where they're singing and and you know putting on a play so those are really important traditions to us spending that christmas eve you know at home with the family playing games whatever it is just really really disconnecting from work those are those are the biggest things i really try to um, spend time with family and enjoy that and uh, take a little bit of time off, um, you know, around the holidays to enjoy kind of just some downtime. 
those are all great practices. And I know most people do try to engage with that at some point during the holiday season. Sometimes I know it's just not possible, or maybe they do, but they don't get as much time as they would like. But I think that's really important just to do what you can during this time to disconnect. So uh, love that. And my final question for you kind of plays along with this as well, but what advice would you give someone who feels like they're struggling to find the right balance between work and personal life, especially during this time of year? Remember what's kind of most important to you. And so work is always going to have those commitments, those priorities and things like that. Really the important thing is finding that balance. I know that's what we've been talking about this whole Mm -hmm. session, but um, work will be there. There's going to be different priorities, conflicting priorities, deadlines, all of that stuff is going to be there. Really communicate with your your leadership on what's going to help you achieve that work-life balance, whether it's the holidays, whether it's a different time of the year that gets busy. If you've got any capacity to take that time off to appreciate your loved ones, your family, whatever it is that makes you tick, um, I think that's really important to try to, to establish um, that and give yourself some time. And maybe it's not going to work for your, you know, several members of your team to be out during the holidays, you know, for Christmas, for example. Maybe you shift that and your tradition becomes a New Year's um, celebration or different ways that you can achieve some work-life balance, maybe at a different time of the year that isn't so busy and kind of work on some new traditions that are important to you uh, and your family. But I do think it's important to try to disconnect during the holiday season, spend a little bit of time with family and just to rejuvenate going into the new year, kind of refresh and 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 build on um, everything that you've accomplished this year and then those successes building into that and uh, going into the new year. So. Well, I love that advice because I feel like especially people who maybe don't celebrate the these traditional holidays that a lot of Americans celebrate right now, it, it makes sense for them to maybe keep working and not make many changes to what they're doing right now, but find a different time of year, maybe that aligns with their own cultural holidays that they Mm -hmm. engage with and, you know, get work-life balance around those specific special days. I think that's great advice to try shift what works for you. Even if you do celebrate these kind of American traditional holidays during this season, if you can't take the time off or if you can't get that separation between work and personal during this time, find another time where you can do it. And I love the idea of building kind of maybe some new traditions around that. So Mm -hmm. great advice, Rick. And thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk to us about why this is so important and should be in the forefront of all of our minds as we approach this holiday season. So uh, just really appreciate your time and your answers to our questions today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time. Well, huge thanks again to Rick for coming on the show today to talk about the importance of having good balance between your work life and your personal life. We really appreciate it. And you had some great tips to share. Now we get to transition into our segment. And for our segment, we have Tommy and Brayton on with us. It's great to have you guys back. So for our segment today, I'm excited to talk about this because this is all about giving back. So giving back during the holiday season works so well with trying to have good work-life balance. So I have a question that I'm going to ask each of you, and we're just going to share some information on how we like to give back. So Tommy, what do you like to do to give back? Um, so I don't have a consistent schedule in terms of volunteering mm-hmm. or anything like that just because of college and work and just crazy life schedule right mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. But through my fraternity, uh, we do five philanthropy type events um, every semester. Those could range from 
we've had um, children from the children's hospital come and painted our gold lions that are outside just with washable paint. Um, or we'll do a Chipotle or partner with Chipotle and from like seven to nine, we'll get $2 to from every purchase that is made, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get events like that where I get to go and work and be a part of the planning process of, which is really good. Uh, but the primarily is where I give back is with an organization back in Minnesota that I started back in high school. Um, I've talked about before on the podcast and a couple mm-hmm. other things, uh, but I had a friend in high school who passed away. Um, mm-hmm. He had some mental health issues. So this mm-hmm. uh, program or fundraiser <laughs> foundation back home uh, is called Archer's Aim. So it's kind of in his name and it's to help um, athletes primarily uh, in the teenage demographic with mental health problems, mm-hmm. um, which was something that he struggled from. And there wasn't a lot of resources for him. And a lot, there wasn't there was kind of a gaping hole in there in which we found and the after his death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through this, we've been able to help a lot of teenagers, um, not only athletes, but just it's expanded beyond that. Um, and so I'm not as involved with it as I used to. We've passed that down because we wanted to keep it with younger people. Um, but I'm still a part of a lot of the events that take place and help out as much as I can. Mm, I love that. That's a great way to give back, Tommy. How about you, Brayton? For me, it's all about giving back with my uh, fraternity as well. Just like you said, mm-hmm. Tommy, we do a lot of different events, whether it's uh, raising money for cancer survivors or children's hospitals. Uh, last Thanksgiving, we did a, a pretty impactful one for me was, uh, we did a, a Thanksgiving food drive where we went to a local church and were able to, uh, help people in need get turkeys for Thanksgiving clothes for the winter for them and their children. And, uh, that experience was really impactful for me because I was able to help out, uh, one person at a time, one-on-one with getting what they needed and hearing their stories and where they came from. I remember I met one, uh, nice older woman from the Bronx who told me about her life and, and her four four kids and uh, how she got to where she was now and, and how grateful she was for the service we were doing. And uh, that honestly had a great impact on me and made me uh, more passionate about continuing my, my uh, philanthropic efforts in the future and uh, giving back to the community. Um, but I'm really proud that I get to do it with a group of my fraternity brothers as well. And that's something that they really push in Greek life, which I think is a underappreciated aspect of Greek life as a whole. Um, last year alone, my fraternity raised, I believe it was uh, fourteen dollars or $15,000 for Dance Marathon, which if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much uh, children's hospitals. But um, yeah, I'm just really proud to be able to get to do that with my fraternity. And uh, I'm excited to keep doing it until I graduate. How about you, Rachel? What, what is one way that you give back to your community? Yeah, I like to give back through my church. So I I go to church regularly, and then we have a children's ministry program that happens on Wednesday nights, and we get to serve the community that way, just bringing the kids in and helping them learn a little bit more about Jesus and what that's like. Um, uh, and I know one way I'm really excited to give back this year is our church. We are putting together a Christmas Eve lunch. So we know, for one, Christmas Eve is on a Sunday this year. And there are lots of people in the community that maybe can't get to their families. They don't have family close by. They can't travel very well. Uh, or maybe they just don't have anywhere to go at all. No family uh, to, to spend Christmas with. So we wanted to put together a nice little appetizer lunch after our Christmas Eve service so they can 
come in, have some great food, and we're going to play some games together. So just give them some great connection and interaction on a holiday that can be hard for people that don't have a lot of family around. So I'm really excited for that. And I hope we have a lot of people come. I know it's kind of a, a crapshoot with it being Christmas Eve. You know, some people might be traveling that day, but I'm really hoping we get a lot of participants in the community. And the other cool part about it is it's not just open to people in our church. We're opening it to the entire community. So even if they they don't go to church, they're not a, a regular attender or even an occasional attender, we want them to to come and just share some Christmas spirit with us. So I'm excited about that. That's awesome, Rachel. I feel like giving back to your community is a, is a lot about being connected to your community. And I think you got a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I think you guys have great ways to give back as well. And I love that your fraternities encourage that uh, being one of the big pillars of how you participate and interact with your fraternity brothers. So that's really cool. One thing I do want to make sure we point out before we wrap up today is we do have a give back challenge going on. And we all know, again, that having good work-life balance is definitely making time for you and yourself and your family, but also finding ways to give back to the community. So we wanted to challenge our associates here at NBS during this holiday season to find a way for you to give back as a solo project, to get a team of people together. Maybe they also work here at NBS. Yes, or even just pull some family and friends together and find a way to give back. So for this challenge, we've curated some great virtual and in-person opportunities to give back. And this hopefully will suit a, a variety of different uh, needs and ways to give back. So all of those items are located on the Give Back Challenge SharePoint site, which is available in our Teams post in the All NBS General channel. And it's also going to be included in this week's edition of TGIF. So make sure you check out that site. There's a lot of great opportunities out there. And if you decide to complete one of those activities, one, Make sure to let us know because you can claim a voucher for 250 Virgin Pulse points that count toward that overall points balance. The way that you'll let us know is there's a link to the survey about the event or this campaign that we're running. So all you have to do is fill out the survey, let us know how you gave back, and then we'll send you that voucher code for 250 Virgin Pulse points. You do have until the end of the day, Friday, December 15th, to complete your selected activity and to also submit the survey for your voucher. So make sure you get those surveys in by end of day, Friday on December 15th. We hope that you all decide to participate. And also, if you do, in addition to claiming that voucher, please make sure to take a photo of yourself or you and your team and your family on how you gave back. Share a few a few sentences about that so we can share it in a future edition of TGIF and we can highlight all of our associates who decided to give back this holiday season. We just want to thank Rick again for coming on the show and we also want to thank you all for listening. We hope you've been inspired to give back and have good work-life balance for this holiday season, and we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>